I feel like at the end of time, the most powerful being should be a necromancer. Yeah, that tracks. A lot of dead people. I mean, that's kind of not any less true at any particular time. (laughs) There will always have there. I mean, at pretty much any point in history, there will be a lot more dead people than living people too. Yeah. 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 But like, as time goes on, there should be more and more spirits to like revive. Sure. But even now (laughs) we're outnumbered. Right. By the historical one or something. Yeah. Yeah. Many to one. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like a million years of human history on here. I feel like necromancers are just like stifled by their own imagination. Yeah. Or do they not have enough badges to train them? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you can only, yeah, that's the thing is that you can, you can only hold, you know, six spirit balls, pokeballs on your person at once. Sure. But if they, one of they, they, they have to transit the rest to the anyway. PC and they, <laughs> you know, it'd be interesting. This has nothing to do with anything, but like, if by collecting three diglets or three magnemites, <laughs> that's how they evolved. That would be great. If you just had them in your party at this or went into like a trios battle. Yeah. Yeah. And but they're just like, if they had a custom animation for it too, <laughs> especially the magneton. Like, <laughs> it's like, I feel like if they introduced either of those Pokemon in like Gen 9. Oh, yeah. Might do something like that. Totally. Because there's that one bug from like Gen 5, that the Ninjask. Oh, uh-huh. if, it evo- if it evolves with an empty slot, then you get like the 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 shed skin. Yeah, the shed ninja. Yeah. And yeah. you yeah, and you get the and you get the ninjask. Yeah. Like you just get two Pokemon from evolving one. Yeah. They have so many Mind crazy blow. evolutions now. It's like you have to like evolve in this area, you know, yeah. or yeah. you have to. That was whatever. the um, charge a bug. Uh huh. That was obnoxious. And I feel like I feel like because so I own Pokemon Violet and I haven't started it yet. Yeah. So I know last... we we were we were because because I was saying I... to you. <laughs> Hey, are we buying this? Are we and starting like, this? Yeah. Are we doing this? And then I, I started it, like, it. And I was like, I bought it like at? two months after that conversation. <laughs> and I, still I haven't played play. it since, you know, yeah. Well, like, I have a grand about... total of like three hours on it. Okay. Which is somehow something... enough to get your legendary. Yeah. Well, because that's your like mode of transportation. Yeah. Which <laughs> is so strange. Like, I don't know. Something about. Crimson and Violet and Sword and Shield just didn't pull me in for some reason. That's okay. Because I, I guess the, it's the same game over and over. Like I we, know. Here's the thing is we were both talking about when when Crimson and Violet came out, because we didn't play Sword and Shield. It's like the first generation that we it's both the first skipped. gen I didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And so 
Crimson Violet came out and we're like, hey, I'm, yeah, I'm feeling the itch. Let's do it. Let's play the same game again. Cool. I'll get this one. You get that one. We trade good times. Yeah. 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 Right. That's fine. It's I mean, just... think of it this way. You've already played this game like seven times, at least. <laughs> You're right. It's not just... including replays. So like you get you get the urge, but also like you've been there. You've done that. It's OK. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's just strange. Like coming off of how much time we spent playing Sun and Moon. And then just to go completely cold tur- turkey. Did we just like OD on Sun and Moon? I didn't play that much Sun and I didn't play more Sun and Moon than every other. I don't know. I completed the Pokedex in Sun and Moon. Wow. Okay. And I just, I didn't in the other ones. The last time I completed the Pokedex was like gold and silver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's hardcore. But it's just like, I actually like put in the work after finishing the story in moon yeah to like go and get everything and like accidentally leveling everything until a hundred because i was just trying to like damn cope you know capture every damn wild pokemon all this kind of stuff yeah i I mean nothing will be like red and blue for me where Mm -hmm. i it's the most so i put probably like several hundred hours on my first file of red uh-huh. and blue because i was playing you know competitive okay do you want to know the <laughs> i think you already know the story but i'm gonna tell the world now my greatest <laughs> source of shame so we play we took over the chess cl- club in junior high to play pokemon and you know with our link cables and our game boy fats and everything right mm-hmm. and there were four of us who could just beat anybody else in the school sometimes and we could beat each other I, I probably had the highest win rate about among us not to brag or anything but like, but like it was very clear there were four of us who were like a step above everybody else. It was me, Tiago, Dan, and God. Oh, oh and Jason. Was it, um, was it Jason? Yeah, yeah, it was Jason. <laughs> so we called ourselves the Elite Four, and yeah. we made and yeah. we made gym badges. You made badges, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we handed out to anybody who could beat us so bad so bad amazing it's amazing oh Oh, man the fact that you guys made like biker gangs (laughs) so i put like steve wants to challenge you to a fight because that was when my dad was living in la and so i would get on the greyhound bus to go down to visit my dad for the weekend i'd just play pokemon the whole way down the whole way back up i'd play pokemon after school waiting you know like waiting at my mom's office or or waiting you know there was a lot of waiting at the library for a ride home there was a lot of waiting for rides home because i lived pretty far away from school and and yeah just like hundreds of hours on the first file and then transfer them all my team over do a second file so i can get another mewtwo and add that to my competitive roster. I just, this fucker running around with two Mewtwo's, like, that's fair. It's fine. Full, like, EV training, right? I didn't use a single damn rare candy to level all my guys up to 100, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going hard. And then one day, my Game Boy, with my copy of, of Pokemon Red, 
in in the cartridge falls out of my backpack it, at like an assembly or a play or something in eighth grade. And I'm just like, you know, this was probably for the best. And I never, I didn't even attempt to get it back. I was like, I'm done now. That's it. This is a sign. It, it's over. <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, might be it's close to the hardest i've ever gone on any one game it's hard to go hard on games anymore like i put like hundreds of hours into my first file of final fantasy 7 trying to max like morph all of the enemies into stat up items so that i could max out all the stats on all my characters mm-hmm. like i didn't get anywhere close but i was trying <laughs> right now i'm like I'm playing Breath of the Wild, or not, sorry, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, and there's so much content that I'm just like, never going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) I'm just looking at shit, and I'm like... You're just like, well, I know me, yeah, and I know that's not it. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I'm just, just, this isn't my life anymore. At a certain point in time, I would have... I would have found every goddamn shrine. I would have beat every book hoblin, opened every treasure chest, got every item, and mm-hmm. now, you know, found every Korok. And now I'm just like, nah. Like, there's yeah. these, they added a new Korok subquest where there's a, a bunch of Koroks who you have to pick up and carry to their friend. Mm-hmm. And they're just like increasingly further and further away. And the first, like, dozen of those i was like yes friend i will help you let us go bring you back you know to safety and then it got to be like am i going that way Nah, eh, not really <laughs> and and now it's Damn. like fuck you good luck buddy <laughs> yeah here's a here's a balloon <laughs> yeah no yeah here's sometimes a rocket hit I, sometimes i will like <laughs> If if they're up on top of a mountain and their friend is at the bottom of the mountain, I'll just give them a good toss on their way and then just go along with whatever I was doing. Damn. <laughs> That's That's like me being courteous. <laughs> yeah, I was uh I was talking about like these kinds of open world games the other day, and I don't think I have the personality for them anymore. Yeah. It's just, it's just too, like, I need a little bit of linear mm-hmm. guidance. Like, like, so Skyrim and, uh, and Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion. Yeah. Uh, between those two games, I've started, I think, <laughs> five files. Yeah. All of which are over a hundred hours. Wow. None of which I've finished the main quest. (laughs) (laughs) That's intense. Damn. (laughs) On top of that, Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion, the first file was on Josh's Xbox that I had over 100 hours on. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Still never finished the main quest. Breath of the Wild, I think about like 130 hours. Yeah. Haven't beat Ganon. Yeah. That's fine. There's so there's too many too many things to do. Fallout yeah. games, just uh-huh. there's too many options. I'm good for about one video game a year now, like, like that, or just in total. 
more or less in total game Mm. yeah for new games like i can because anytime i sit down to play a game i just have this paranoia feeling of like i should be doing something else like there's some (laughs) obligation that i have that i'm forgetting about right now and i'm being a real asshole by like sitting down and Mm. paying Mm. all my attention to this video game instead yeah i i get that conceptually yeah and also I mean, the last new game that I bought outright was Marvel's Midnight Suns, and that was in December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in August now. I don't. I've I've pre-ordered Spider-Man Two that comes out in October. Sure, of course. I don't know if there's going to be a game that I'm going to pick up before then. Although Sea of Stars, I downloaded the demo for it, and it's uh-huh. fantastic. And I might pick that up. Nice. It comes out at the end of August. It's real. It's all like in two weeks or in a week and a half. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's a throwback turn-based RPG. Sweet. Throwback to like Chrono Trigger and stuff like that. Hell yeah. Um, it's it's really fun. It's it's worth checking. If you have, do you have Steam? Actually, it's on, it's on Switch too. Yeah. Um, I my, my PC is such a piece of crap and I keep yeah. delaying buying a new laptop so this is still the one that you set on fire right no oh okay <laughs> this is a different one <laughs> cool <laughs> no that's right we talked about you buying a new one i remember this yeah yeah my bad <laughs> uh but no there's there's a demo for it out on switch and it's worth checking out mm-hmm. anyway should we um yeah we let's start a podcast podcast where uh, we talk about things we're hyped on sometimes video games but really comic books it's the meat and potatoes let's be real i'm steve storman joining me my best buddy will freeland hi and here we be will what did, what did you read this week i've got four books for you t- this week okay that's I'm a nice of a f- smattering yeah that's a, it's okay i'm in the middle of a fifth I was trying to power through it um, before the episode, but it's not happening. And I have zero motivation to actually finish this book. <laughs> it's the second volume of Savage Avengers. Oh, boy. Okay. With, with just bad writing. We we talked before no. we started recording about a bad writer and how they put too much writing in their issues. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's just, easy to It's easy to overwrite as a way to try and convince your readers that uh, of the importance of what you're doing or the quality yeah. of what you're doing. And it, it takes a, a, a much more confident writer and good writer yeah. to just kind of be understated and let what you're actually doing speak for itself. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's over narrated and it's, mm. and it's poorly narrated, mm. <laughs> but it is it, it, whatever, whatever that's for another time. In the meantime, what I do have is, Three miniseries and then a second volume. So Midnight Suns, Sun with a U, um, <laughs> because there are many more females on the team than there are males these days. Sure. So they're no longer the Sons of Midnight. We've got All Out of I, uh, I I had a, a recent, actually going in, in the same direction, respelling of the same word happen in my reading this week. Really? 
Yeah. Dude, the number of times that our readings being 20 years apart from each other overlap on themes is fantastic. (laughs) Right? (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) We've got All Out Avengers, written by Landy, drawn by Land. So that's really exciting. Landy Land. Um, mm Mm-hmm. Namor the Submariner conquered sh- conquered shores, alternate future story, and then Strange Volume Two with Clea acting as the Sorcerer Supreme. Oh, right, when Doctor Strange died, not that long. Mm-hmm. It, funny enough, it's the yeah, it's it's a book. It happens. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so. I read two books for this week, but I also, it turns out that (laughs) when I was doing uh, maximum security last week, I just straight up skipped like three, four issues and didn't even notice. I'm going to take like 10 minutes to recap those before going into the two books. And then the the books that I read were the end to the Gambit series, uh, Mm. Gambit issues 20 through 25 and a small crossover of four issues called dreams end. And that is one issue of one issue of uncanny, one issue of X-Men, one issue of cable, one issue of Bishop. Also the last issue of Bishop, just throw a crossover in there and two crossovers. They do 14 issues of their own story. And then maximum security, uh, dreams End. okay. Books canceled. It's really a masterclass. Yeah, so Dream's End is about two things. the a, Another assassination attempt on Senator and presidential candidate Robert Kelly. And then the uh, attack on um, Muir Island by Mystique and her new brotherhood. For reasons I cannot understand. Really? Yeah. That's... Fun. Well, that, I mean, that's a it's a smattering of titles. Despite it, I kind of liked I kind of like Dreams End. It it works awesome. for me. Yeah, sweet deal. Should we hop into this? Yeah, let's get started. Okay, so Midnight Suns with a U. Yeah, um, <laughs> I look at the I look at the cover and I see six characters, four of which yes. were from the Midnight Suns video game. Okay, so um, they're they're doing their uh, their corporate vertical synergies kind here. Of, kind of, but that's not even the only takeaway from this book. Okay, because there is only one takeaway from this book. Okay, this story was told to do one thing. Um, oh, but anyway, so there's this girl from Strange Academy. She's yeah. from Louisiana and. She comes from a line of voodoo practitioners, and she is a zombie. And Sweet. Is has like a an image inducer, but magic. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, and then Nico Minoru, Eliana Rasputin, Wolverine, Blade, and Kushala Ghost Rider. Uh, she's a Ghost Rider from a couple centuries in the past. Got sure. Why not to the to the to the present and actually i don't know how or why she's in the present (laughs) it's fine doesn't matter who cares next question (laughs) basically (laughs) because i don't know 
I don't know why she's here. Other than the fact that maybe they just wanted a spirit of vengeance <laughs> and they couldn't use Johnny or Danny or Robbie. <laughs> uh huh. So fine, I guess. Anyway, point is a couple. <sighs> so the storyline has to do with, I guess I should remember her name, but uh, the little girl, Zoe Laveau, not okay. Laveau, yeah. but Laveau. Sure. Um, Turns out that her like great grandma was in the uh, coven of witches with Agatha. Harkins oh, the one. The oh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And yeah, not not the uh, daughters of liberty that Agatha <laughs> is the head of. It's fine because that doesn't have anything to do with magic. This is no the magic side. Uh, also, other other stuff Agatha Harkness does. Just because. exactly, yeah. And turns out back in the day, the coven was uh, back in like a couple hundred years ago. The coven was doing some sort of summoning to summoning Valtor. Okay. He has the, the, there's a, there's a commonly used magic spell, the mists of Valtor. Okay. Um, And it's like this black smoke. It's like a smoke screen spell. Sure. So he ends up being the, primary antagonist which is interesting because I, I i don't think i've ever seen valtor and i don't know if this is the first time valtor has ever been used no. okay other than they, they've been doing that a lot lately you know like yeah. oh this is this is uh watum this is right sidorak this is agamotto etc mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's funny i've never actually so there's by the flames of the faltine uh-huh. um dormammu's the uh, faltine like he, oh, his race is the Faltine. And I just never made that uh, huh. connection until like a long, like not long ago, like <laughs> six months ago. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so yada, yada, yada. Spell with Valtor. Contract went wrong. Valtor took a sister named Corina as a hostage. Sister, Agatha. you mean nun or black woman? <laughs> Neither. Um, sisterhood, <laughs> member of the couple. Oh, okay. Got you. On the same page again. Sorry, continue. Yes. No, you're good. Took a, took a member of the coven. Her name is Karina. And Agatha tried to uh, stop the spell from going on. Uh, Laveau's ancestor was like, uh, no, we're doing this. Blah, 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 blah. I guess magic, we could have magic, magic. gone with Whoopi Goldberg and she could have been both, but sorry. Continue. Well, Karina's white. Okay, so, so it's all it's all shot. Never mind. <laughs> so anyway, as far as the past is concerned, that's what happened. And then the way to break the pact or the spell is connected to Laveau, and so that's why okay. Zoe gets involved because sure all the magic all of the magic users on the planet get this vision of Valtor enacting his grandiose plan and it's connected to Zoe and so everyone's like oh no we got to go to strange academy and deal with this yeah and then seems kind of rough <laughs> so magic uh Agatha and Nico excuse me are all teachers at the strange academy yeah. so like it's an easy find. <laughs> By magic, and, you mean Ilyana. Magic, yes, magic with, a K, with a K, not not the uh, yeah. just abstract concept of of magic. Yes. 
I got you. Magic with the K. And then they're like, so Ileana's like, well, we should probably go and like gather the other people from that vision so we can like deal mm-hmm. with this. So they go and Seems get wise. Blade and, and Kushala, the Ghost Rider. They're like, they hey, we've got like a team here that's kind of familiar right. to other teams we've had before. So, so that. that's the thing, right? So they refer to themselves as like the Midnight Suns, but this is not <laughs> an official Midnight Suns op. I mean, okay. In what is there any degree of officiality I, I, to wherever Midnight you're about Suns? to go with this question? I have no idea. Okay, because I was <laughs> I just reading the like Midnight Suns gathered. Top. Okay, because I was just reading the Midnight Suns tie-in from uh, last week from uh, Maximum Security right. when yeah. they're when they're Which just like random. out head headquarters shopping and. They're like, I guess we're like a team now. What should we name ourselves? And they're like, Matt, yeah, not, not gonna, so, not not gonna go for this bait. You know, we're last, not gonna do the thing where we say the title of the movie in the movie. So basically, when Midnight Suns get involved, it's whenever there is more than one magic based character on a team. <laughs> <laughs> so the because the last quote-unquote official gathering of the midnight suns was in damnation okay and long gathered them to fight mephisto who had locked up dr strange okay but they were like hey we're the midnight suns we are but yeah wong was like we're gathering the midnight suns okay whereas this and they all it's like self-identified they were all like i know what that means yeah and i am involved in this okay okay but this is all news to me (laughs) (laughs) it's fine Uh, so whereas this this is a vision of a of a destruction prophecy type situation and they're gathering together and wolverine's like i don't belong here i don't do magic Uh and they shoot and they're like yeah but you'll fucking team up with anything so stop complaining they shoehorned in blade because vampires get involved to the point to the point so Halfway through this miniseries, okay, anyway, so when they gather, Clea shows up and she's like, yeah, I understand that you guys are in this vision and that was a vision of destruction and we're not going to let this happen, so I'm sending you away. So, uh, I mean, them. that makes sense to me. It does. <laughs> so Clea sends them to the Dark Dimension where she is also the Sorcerer Supreme. Okay, that's a little less. She just removes them from the board. Wow. And... And Blade Rude. and they wa- they come across oh so in the dark dimension, Ileana's magic doesn't work properly, but that also but also her stepping discs don't work properly. Okay. Because you know those are her mutant power. But yeah, but it's a, to limbo. It's connected to limbo, yeah. Sure. <laughs> but anyway, so she can't teleport them out is the main point. Anyway, yeah. they they wander around, they come across a tower, and Blade is like, that smells vampy. And then they go in and there's a bunch of vampires. And he's like, ha, oh, I was right. So anyway, <laughs> Blade get got to do vampire hunt, hunting things. You um, justified your reason for having Blade on the team. Right. But like when I say he says it smells vampy, I'm not he literally this said up. that. That's amazing. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. He's looking at the tower and he's like, it smells vampy. <laughs> okay. Sure. It was like three pages later that they find their first vampire. They get ambushed <laughs> by vampires. And you're like, well, 
Because, yeah, they're in the dark dimension. It's fine. Anyway, so, like, you know, there's a skirmish with Dr. Doom because he saw the prophecy. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. So, is there anything worth talking about here? Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) So, this this book, back in, in another flashback to the original prophecy creation back in 1428, this is when I, what sparked a random conversation with the ethics fellas mm-hmm. folks when the minions of Valtor are terrorizing this village mm-hmm. and one guy one villager says god please save us mm-hmm. and then one of the one of the entities grabs him by the throat and says Valtor is your god now he hears your prayers which made sure. me wonder if you don't name a specific god that you're praying to is it like a to whom it may concern um, <laughs> And any godly figure or godlike figure can go and like respond, reply all, or like anyway, it's it's a uh it's not an ethical, it's a uh it's a it's a it's a metaphysical, uh, yeah. A theological it's a meta, maybe. It's a theological, it's a good that's a good word. It's a theological question that makes my brain gears turn. Anyway, <laughs> oh that was kind of fun. One other observation. Oh, well, I guess here's two because here's one random. Look how happy Blade is to fight vampires, by the way. <laughs> He's just grinning like a fool. That's great. And then Good also, he just like Adam S. Batman, he has anti-vampire spray. Just okay. In way kind of funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but as far as... Oh, there, we also get an alternate universe uh, Sorcerer Supreme for Earth, and it's um, Tony Stark. And I don't like looking at this. That doesn't scream Tony Stark, but they not particularly recognize it as Tony Stark. I mean, like, Stark. That's that's fine with that's me. Fine, you know. You yeah, know, like fine. there is a level of fidelity on human faces that is, you know, just like gonna be more accurate in real life than <laughs> right yeah art or or by comic art in particular i agree a um, lot of artists faces for all characters look a little samey yeah. right so valtor and his like right hand man is gathering his minions stark being a stark but also sorcerer supreme pulls a fear itself and arms them with midnight sun magic armor. Sure. And uh, looking dope. Looking, yeah. So like cool. It's all black and red instead yeah. of black and gold. So if it was, if it was a video game tie-in, it would have been black <laughs> and gold. Sure. Black and red. <sighs> I mean, let's be real. It still is a video game tie-in. Um, <laughs> anyway, turn the, the, the big reveal is that the right hand man is Karina and Valtor is dead. And who's Karina? Karina is the one that got um, abducted by Valtor back in 1428. Oh, okay. Oh, she's the 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 redhead sister. sister. Right. Sisterhood member. She is now the head of like the the Veiled Dominion, um, which is where Valtor is from. And that, so that's a thing. And then also, in 1428, this is what Agatha Harkness looked like. Sweet. Um, as yeah. far as like younger version. She looks like a magic uh, Vanessa de Fontaine. 
Contessa. Uh, uh-huh. uh, Val is the word, not Vanessa. <laughs> anyway, fights ensue. So I have so two observations, and that, and then I can move on from this. One, when you have a certain aptitude for magic, and you don't have to say by the flames of the Faltine, <laughs> magic just looks like mutant powers. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> like Agatha Harkness just like makes shit happen all the fucking time. She animates yeah. a broom like Fantasia. She teleports nice. food from a local eatery to Zoe's lap and then teleports Excellent. money to the eatery. Like she just magics whatever she wants and she's just like, lifting a finger. That's dope. And and like it's it's fun to see, but then it's also like it's just power mush. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess. I personally prefer a little more like definition you want, in my You want everybody abilities. to be X-Men animated series Storm and just calling out all their attacks. Or or every anime ever. But yes. Like, like I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily I guess I guess maybe. <laughs> or or just like narrated the way that like Brubaker's Iron Fist is. Yeah, I mean, you know, just labeled as like teleportation spell of, you know, found in the book of the coven, page 63. Moving it on. is, it is really cool. That, God, that was such a good technique when they just, <laughs> yeah, when they mm-hmm. just used a caption for it rather than having the character say that shit. Yeah. My camera's all out of focus now. It's really, yeah, I saw. There we go. Anyway, yeah, um, much better. And then the takeaway after after old Harkness fights powered up Karina is she uses she like steals Karina's stolen magic and uh uses her magic to youngify herself. And so okay. and so now current Agatha is young Agatha. Looks a little more like MCU Agatha. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A little more like Catherine Hahn over there. I see what you're doing. Yeah. Catherine Hahnish. Mm-hmm. So that's that. The 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 only reason why the story exists is to make Agatha a young Agatha. Look like Catherine Hahn. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Catherine Hahn's great. Uh, she is. I would honestly rather that than just all of a sudden Agatha's young and looks like Catherine Yeah. Hahn. Yeah. <laughs> if they're going to do that. Uh-huh. We all know that I'd rather her just be old Agatha and let the MCU be its own thing. But sure. that's not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that. All out Avengers. Okay. What's Ruben all out about being... these Avengers that is not all out about the like Avengers? Uh, do the Avengers normally like hold back a little bit? And these ones are are not. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't. I, I know it's a. It's. I know it's a really stupid, goofy leading question. I know I'm being a troll here, but like, why the fuck would you call something all out Avengers? It's a new thing. So there was all. Out, Is there oh, all out stop Spider Man? Oh god, there was nonstop Spider Man, and yeah, all out Avengers. Is I feel like there was another another all out title recently. Okay, because they were doing. Yeah, because they've done this with everyone. Every adjective they have in store, basically. Right? Like, they've done mm-hmm. new X-Men, and then they did new Avengers, and now they've done new everything. And then they did all new right. everything. 
and yeah, all new X Men, all new Inhumans. Yeah, and then and then what was what was the rebrand after all new Marvel now? Yeah, Marvel now. now. Marvel right now. Apocalypse. (laughs) God, yeah. No, this is just... So, I think they just had to give it a prefix. um, Okay. So, to to show that it's not a mainline Avengers. Sure. Okay. That's But they didn't want to do Mighty Avengers, so... They could well, they, yeah, well, because Mighty Avengers is is it is, is I mean, it's not a current thing, but it right. but that implies an ongoing series. <laughs> this is a mini series. Sure, okay. Un, uncanny, Mighty West Coast, Great Lakes. Though all of those have to be like you have to be going somewhere with those. <laughs> those have very specific connotations. <laughs> <laughs> You got to be careful with your adjectives is what you're telling exactly. me. You can't just exactly. throw adjectives around willy-nilly. No. <laughs> what is this, DC? I don't know if you do that, but... <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, I just had to throw a shade somewhere. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, this is a book. Honestly, I don't need to go okay. into details about this. But each issue is being narrated by something watching the Avengers go about their business being kind all like out watchers going all out they're like oh Lord man of. look at look at these guys they're going all out so so what's going on is the first issue they're in they're in a battle and like they're fighting and then they're like in the middle of implementing their plan and then some of the smarter people like tony are like so i know what i'm doing i don't know why does hey. anyone and as soon as they start questioning it, the narrator's like, uh no, 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 no. Get get them focused back on the mission. Get them focused on the mission. Interesting. Um, yeah. And and like <laughs> it's even to the point where like they're asking like the enemy when they get down to like their monologue. And it's just like, so I know I'm I'm not I'm gonna fight you. Do you remember <laughs> what you were doing yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> okay and so like there's this like recurring theme of that and okay each issue is a different mission that feels like it's kind of like a reset like it's the same roster but in different situations huh and each time it's just it's them going against a different ridiculous situation like okay. doom like doom teaming up with the avengers to go and fight the one true doom who speaks in black uh, red text with black speech bubbles okay um and and each one we find out by like the third mission by the third issue uh yeah. that each of these scenarios the avengers are supposed to learn something or figure out x uh, huh. Whether whether it's the limits of of uh, of Captain Marvel's powers, or figuring out this like shield tech for uh, putting a bubble around the Earth to protect it from invasion, um, and like it's just all these random like small things that when put together, you see that there's they're preparing. They're being shown the door, but can't be shoved through it on preparing for what's to come. And so, like, it feels like it's connected to Aaron's Avengers and, like, the multiversal bullshit. Sure. But anyway, so, like, 
Tony, Tony is like, Doom, what's happening? <laughs> Why are we doing this? <laughs> what's going yeah. on here? Who's uh, narrating this thing? Mm-hmm. And then, so like, so an example dialogue. Tony says, huh, that's odd. And Jen, Jen's like, Tony, Dr. Doom's experiment with the soul splitter, the power fluctuations I detected, the attack on the monastery, Doom splitting into his light and dark halves. What about it? I know what happened, but I don't remember it. <laughs> and then <laughs> narration, not again. You don't remember the last two days? Why does this keep happening? It's hard to explain. The information is there. I just can't. It's not. And then... Uh, narration i really do need to keep a tighter control on things and then tony says oh well a mystery for another time i guess right now we've got a day to save um, okay so anyway yes <laughs> and it's, we so, have to do plot things yeah yeah so this doom was carrying cap's shield and thor's hammer sure. um because he used the soul splitter and it was the 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 good part of doom and the bad part of doom and the okay. bad part of doom is going to destroy the world <laughs> and sure, of the course. light doom is like you can't be doing this and he's like why not you know i can um blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the dialogue's not very good the plot is random the the art is landy and <laughs> and then the fourth mission is <laughs> fighting a legion of Red Skull LMDs and clones. Okay. Red Skull clones. Uh, and so it's like, it's a fight for Cap. Right. This one was to find the, like, the World Shield technology thing. And, like, somebody was acting out of out of turn, like, out of, out of mission and was trying to find a different way to solve the mission. Mm. And so the narration was like that's not what you're supposed to do no 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 and tried to tweak it and like okay and so but turns out by the end the the avengers are all in on this now and tony has been recording what's been happening on his suit oh so he has all of these like separate disjointed files of yeah. these random skirmish missions it's like sitting down for a one shot of D. Basically. <laughs> and uh, your character being having the the institutional memory of like wait why am i here wait exactly <laughs> why um, is this one shot happening you just told me it happened but it didn't actually happen okay got you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we get to the we get to the well and then the last one is the avengers versus spider-man because spider-man it has some item uh that uh I don't remember what it is. I don't really <laughs> care. It doesn't matter. Um, sure. And <laughs> anyway, they fucking it's grand manipulator, blah, 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 blah. And save the day because Spider-Man's genius. And then it ends. Everyone walks out of the room and the narration is like, that worked out rather well, I think. They were just getting a little too close. I need them to figure it out. Sure. But on my time, because basically they gave in this situation, they gave a big bad feel that was a reality manipulator. Mm, and so mm-hmm. it was like, okay, they're figuring out reality is being fucked with. Let's give them yeah. let's give them an enemy to blame it on that. Yeah. And so okay. it's like jumping ahead of my schedule could ruin everything, but I think this will do it. I just have to be more careful in the future, more subtle. These are smart people after all, for for humans. And you're like, oh. And then everyone leaves and Cap, uh, Steve, uh, Steve Rogers left on his own. And he says, hello. <laughs> and then it goes, 
what? <laughs> uh, I know you're there. I can't see you, but sometimes I think I can feel you. I know you're watching. He's like, who's he talking to? What's he doing? Uh, this was clever, giving us a bad guy, a new villain who can take all the blame. You, you couldn't have us asking too many more questions, could you? Who knows where all that speculation might have led us? Oh, no, 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 no. So you gave us the grand manipulator, and immediately the possibilities narrowed. But it was too little, too late. You'd already made your mistakes. Why was that? The longer it went on, the more you had to change, the harder it was, main, it was to maintain control. Is that it? Or did you get sloppy? And it's like, I have to fix this. I have to. You're listening to me. You're paying attention. If I were Emma Frost or Charles Xavier, I might even be able to see you right now. But I don't need psychic powers to recognize your power. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. And then it just ends with Cap doing the I want you pose. And uh -huh. says, I'm coming for you beyonder. Oh, and shit. Like, oh, okay. shit. <laughs> right? And then All it right. says, Con continued in Avengers Beyond. All right. All yeah. out and now beyond. Yeah. So that was interesting. Yeah. I was really bored with it because it was Greg Land, but then also like <laughs> it did make sense to me. But I was like, all right, so who's who's this arcade yeah. uh, Uwatu watcher <laughs> going on right. right now? And then for it to be okay, beyond, not human. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beyonder will always get you to sit up in your seat and take notice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a that's a big gun to pull right there. Yeah. So that was fun. Namor the Submariner, uh, yeah. Conquered Shores, takes place a couple decades in the future. I forget why, but the Kree decided to attack Earth, and by attacking yeah, Earth, why wouldn't they melted they? the polar ice caps. Sure, uh, sitting ducks. Which gave, which gave Namor and Atlantis basically domination over the entire Earth. Okay, um, yeah. Because there's, there's next to no dry land left. Kevin Costner, um, step right up. It's basically Waterworld, but not completely Waterworld because, like the 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 torch of Statue of Liberty is still <laughs> oh, <wow>. above water. <laughs> okay, but none of the buildings that are taller got you. Well, depending on how you look at Staten Island, it's going to be okay. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> island it's on, Liberty Island, yeah, Liberty Island because does the Statue of Liberty, but so. it's like it's it's. Much shorter than all the skyscrapers, like right next it to is. it on Manhattan. It is. So not all of the polar ice caps have melted because there's still some glacier scenes down the line. But like, okay, the Kree fucked with us, and so all of Earth's heroes went and fucked with the Kree and lost. Um, oh, and that by sucks. all of the Earth, all of Earth's Earth's heroes in the flashback, it just it just shows one. Oh, also global like. So never made peace with this place, never stopped their abuse, their pillaging, their assumed supremacy. Uh, some tried, bless them, but it was too late. Then the Kree, increasingly threatened by that supremacy, not just on Earth, but among the stars, greatly accelerated what was already a foregone conclusion. And overnight, all concerns of the on the surface, all petty quarrels, all grievances, all plans and dreams ended. Whatever the Kree used, our scientists have never been able to fully figure it out. Melted every ice cap, disrupted every stream and drift, and toxified the air for decades. Wow. Um, That's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
It meant war. They took the fight to the Kree. Every last superpowered one of them saved the mutants. They took it as <laughs> they took it all as a sign to fully leave the planet. They never came back. As for me, I did what any ruler of safely sea bound would have done. Nothing. What lies above just remains of what once was a slowly sinking shadow. What lies below is just a thriving metropolis. Anyway, cool. so like okay. Iron Man, Vision, Hulk, Silver Surfer. Captain Marvel, among others, left the planet to go fight the Kree, and they all mm-hmm. lost or died. I assumed at the end of this, they'd come back. Right. <laughs> I was wrong. No. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so basically the plot is Namor in his years has let go of the throne to Namorita, his younger cousin. Uh-huh. Um, and he's kind of going around and trying to help any of the surface dwellers that are out there and like well, like just that's swell of trying them. to trying to like keep r- potential relations okay and there is an oxygenated settlement down under the sea under the sea um <laughs> that Atlant- Atlantis has or Namor basically created yeah. to give some dry land refuge to so air breathers. Interesting. Uh, Captain America is in there. And something, something, something. Children just aren't born anymore. Oh. Or aren't being born anymore. And no one knows why. And so there's something about like there's this conspiracy theory about the Atlanteans like sterilizing humans. Sure. To just wipe them out on their own kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that seemed odd. And then Steve and Namor go up to the surface to New York and they come across old man Luke. Go. And uh Luke Cage. Luke Gidge. Mm-hmm. And there and they had a baby that was the first baby born in the in the last two huh. two two years. Luke um, and Jessica. And, uh no, Jessica's not in the picture. Oh, okay. But uh, that baby, it was one of the subtle, one of the people, one of the civilians. Oh, oh okay. Luke, Luke is kind of like the head, the bodyguard sure. head. Yeah. Master. I mean, person. he is mayor of New York after all. He is mayor of New York right now. God, um, it's so frustrating that life. like in real life, we also have a, a black ex-cop who's mayor of New York, but this one just sucks. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I don't know anything about New York politics, so I can't yeah. really. <laughs> add to the mayor of New York has one job, and it's to be <laughs> loathed by eight and a half million people. It's the one thing that New Yorkers can agree on is that we all hate the mayor. Ah. But Eric Adams is is just a particularly weird dude. Anyway, sorry, that That's was fine. <laughs> completely unrelated. Continue. Anyway, this this baby that was the first one born in two years died after three minutes. Um, And so, you know, morale's low. Luke is angry. He's angry at the Atlanteans for this conspiracy theory. Yeah. Because what else could possibly be the answer? Right. And then there's a side plot about the oxygenation machines have been sputtering because they can't, they don't work out of water. Because uh, it's huh. Atlantean tech. Okay, um, sure. And the, and then Jim Hammond, Human Torch, flies by, and the and 
Namor's lead scientist engineer lady is like, oh my gosh, his like flam and eternally flammable skin. You've seen it work. You've seen him like uh, be a flame underwater. If we could study him, that would answer our like. That could be the answer to our like power cell problems. Okay. So Namor wants to get him involved. Anyway, there's there's this surface side plot. They get ambushed by Machine Man Aaron Stack. Hey. Um, and he basically talks about this war uh, of machines are gathering to take out the fleshies once and for all. <laughs> okay. Uh, in the name of the torch. And so it is implied that Jim Hammond is the oh. leader of this machine uprising. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Namor and Hammond are buds from World War II. They're invaders, invaders. days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so they're trying to find Torch. They get they get a signal on or they follow his like trail to Latveria, what's left of it. Mm-hmm. go the doom bots uh, that was my first question of when you're like all the heroes are dead and this cat catastrophe has befallen earth very first question that i had in my head was wonder what doom's up to you're right so doom wins <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's no uh, other scenario yeah yeah right so they go to the lab, they go to Latveria and <laughs> the Doombots recognize Namor. Uh, that's they're like, the identity of Prince Namor of Atlantis has been hereby vocally authenticated as an ally of his lordship Victor Von Doom. According to the Atlantean Treaty, you are granted level four security access. And hey. Luke Cage is like, Wow, really? <laughs> You're an ally of Doom. He's like, Listen. We're kings. We did what we had to. We are allies. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't don't put me. Don't assume the worst of me because I have weird bedfellows. Anyway, far so. from the first time that Namor has done this. Yeah. Exactly. But also, Doom is no man's second choice. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, Doom boss let them through, and they go in. They find healthy humans living in this like bunker at the bottom of castle doomstot and like children under two years old oh oh and it's like what the fuck and then this old figure walks out from the shadows and it's not victor von doom he's dead oh but frankenstein's monster is there what okay yeah yeah, I was thinking maybe Kristoff or or nah. some other sort of. Oh. No, nah. okay, Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, and so Frankenstein's monster is there taking care of the humans and watching over them and being their protector. Well, that's um, kind of sweet, right? <laughs> and then and he's like, "Yeah, Hammond was here. He just raided the armory and stole all of our weapons." Huh. And then Hammond shows up at the end of that, and he's and they have their superhero fight, and then they talk, and and Hammond is like, "Dude, Namor, Steve, you guys know me. Mm-hmm. I'm not 
trying to lead some stupid uprising. I haven't yeah. seen Aaron Stack in months. I don't know. Okay. I don't know anything about this. And so he's like, yeah, let's, you know, us, our random forces, let's, you know, come together and, you know, try to lead to a new, new, uh, fix this broken world. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. So Steve is down in the oxygenated port place still. Right. Um, They're just on, you know, comms. Luke, Namor, Hammond, and Frankenstein's monster are up on the surface. And they're talking, and then, and everything's calmed down. They're putting together a plan for getting things going. And then at the end, the end of the second last issue, Aaron Stack meets up with Steve, and he's like, Steve, help me. And then Steve radios up. He's like, hey, guys. Um, and Sack is with me. We can talk this out. And Jim's like, Aaron, is that you? He's like, yes, Jim, I'm in position. And Jim's like, position, oh. Aaron, listen to me. And he says, in your name, Torch, for the new world order. And he explodes. Uh, he self-destructs. Okay. And then, so that kills Steve and all of the people on that little underwater colony. Damn. These, and... the, this, so here's, here's a common thread in every single alt-universe book at least three quarters of the characters are gonna die yeah (laughs) because they're just like all right whatever because you can (laughs) because you can yeah Mm -hmm. and and then because of aaron stack's last words that makes for another fight between jim and namor namor impales jim with the trident and then in doing that, he realizes that he fucked up and he was like, no, it no, 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 no. What, that I do, moment. what I do, what I do, what yeah. I do. Yeah. And then all of the, all of the robots that, that were hanging out with Jim because he was making a robot colony are like, uh, death to Atlantis, death to Atlantis. Yeah. yeah. Death to Atlantis. <laughs> okay. And Namor was like, no, what have I done? And then, so the last issue, Atlantis uh, led by Atuma, old man Atuma, who's who's the general for the army and has always been the general for the mm-hmm. Atlantean army, shows up with an Atlantean army and they're like, "Hey, so uh, f the robots, am I right?" And then Jim, who apparently is alive after of being course. impaled, is like, yeah. "No, not f the robots. No, damn it!" And and Namor is like, "No, not f the robots. Not f the Atlanteans. Stop this right now!" And then they and then a battle ensues because comics because it has to um, yeah mm-hmm. and then namor and atuma have their little uh-huh. goings on and then namor gets the upper, upper hand he's like you're a traitor atuma and atuma says no namor i am only loyal oh so loyal to you king and your supreme vision because basically there's this back theme that namor is going soft in his old mm-hmm. years in his age, primarily because he's not trying to kill the rest of the air of the surface breathers and take over the rest of the world. Um, That has been a growing concern of late. And then after Atuma calls him out for that Namorita shoots him and kills him. Mm -hmm. And and Namor's like, you you (laughs) saw that I had the upper hand the hell is your problem and then Maria's like don't worry about it and he's like no i am worrying about it and then it turns out that namorita and atuma were behind everything they were poisoning the 
the humans to make them sterile. Um, yeah, they had stole. They stole Aaron Stack and reprogrammed him to to set off this uprising. I think there was another plot that I just completely skipped over because uh, I feel like there was three reveals. <laughs> anyway, they provoked um, the Kree to start this whole thing in the first. No, I place. don't think it was. I don't think so. Okay, that would be wild. But yeah, so that so it was just like, dude, name Rita. How could you? And the and name Rita's like, how could you? You've grown soft. You're a terrible person. Anyway, she's like. Since you fought against Atlantis, you are no longer a member of Atlantis. You are exiled. Stay away. Have fun on the surface. So she leaves. And so Namor, Luke, Frankenstein's monster, and Jim have this newfound sense of duty and are joining forces between the artificials, the AIs, and the humans, and Namor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to, uh, sure to throw ragtag alliance re- yeah rebuild the world and that and that's that it was interesting enough cool. i don't know why like i was like i feel like when you do these side future stories i feel like it's too established a character that they can use on like like future imperfect that is the last reason i would ever want to read an alt universe story right but like well i i I guess i guess i'm just trying to find meaning in things that don't have meaning um (laughs) no it's it's like they they had an idea for a story and they told it if you enjoyed the story then it did its job yeah so i guess it just didn't do its job and so i want something (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was it was interesting enough to read it in one sitting, but it wasn't interesting enough to be like, wow, they really Stick explored something new here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I also find it hard to believe that the Creed killed everyone. Like I I it's <laughs> I guess there's sure. too many too many concessions in order to build too many to times story. that yeah. <laughs> but whatever, it's not a big deal. But like, yeah, it's it's it, it wasn't it wasn't a terrible story. It wasn't a good story. It was just sure. It right was there. The it was a thing that mm-hmm. you read this week. It is. Yeah. Anyway, last one is Strange Volume Two, following Kokia. Okay. Right. And this is written by Jed McKay. Okay. But I think I think the way that Jed McKay writes does not fit a character like Clea. Okay. Yeah. You like the banter of like the yeah. the um the black cat series black cat and clea also, clea is much more staid and uh serious right but then also uh as mckay's writing uh moon knight and right i'm having a yeah. great time with that but for that right. reason it just doesn't fit with clea's hmm. character to me but also most of clea's stories happened before i started reading comics That's so like true. she is this like spurned ex-wife, current wife, yeah. other universe, other dimension character for Strange that just right. pops up every once in a while for me. So yeah. like, I just don't have a connection to her, and that might be a big sure. part of it. Okay, because just like the the dialogue and the banter just doesn't pull me in. Yeah, but it's that's not a big deal. So we open with a a, a short dive into Wong's past about how. His father and his father before him have all been named Wong, and they are. <laughs> oh no! They, they live. They live to be the servant of the Sorcerer Supreme. 
Okay. Um, and to die before the Sorcerer Supreme is to have the uh, uh, is the greatest honor a Wong can have. Okay. And like, yeah, it was like he his father like beat it into him. So like, this is like childhood trauma turned personal sense of purpose kind of a thing. Okay. Um, and Wong. I thought we were done Supreme. with like the the racism on Wong, <laughs> or like thought we were on to the 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 era of Wong being like a a character and a badass in his own right. Well, he but, is. Yeah, but he has a past. Right. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's like, do you feel that way about like Pennyworth, Alfred Pennyworth? I mean, he is a butler. Uh, like I don't know back background. Yeah, I get. I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, let's be real. I don't know anything about Batman. I don't know <laughs> shit about Batman. I know an amount, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I. I would rather. I'd rather this than a what Jarvis used to be, like just um, yeah, just, just a man pure, servant. Yeah, yeah. Like now with Jarvis, he's like. He's he's a confidant. Is Edwin Jarvis back? Um, he's not. He's never died. I thought he died in Avengers Disassembled. No. Oh. At least not that I know of. I don't think he did. He got replaced by a scroll in Secret Invasion. Oh, yeah. But, like, my favorite thing about Jarvis is that he has the, like, the monthly support group for significant others of superheroes. Oh yeah, that's cool. And that and that just that just makes me happy. <laughs> like no one is as devoutly supportive as Jarvis. Oh, I guess he hasn't died. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wow. How many characters have been Did in Marvel comics for sixty? Nearly, he was introduced first introduced in August 1964, <laughs> and he hasn't died yet. Amazing! That's, no, that is absolutely impressive. Yeah, gosh, yeah, I don't know if anyone else straight up <laughs> hasn't died. Like, I I want to. He would say, be such an easy target to to just like fridge as motivation for your main characters too, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. I feel like, like somebody in the in the eighties, like the fact that no, he went through the entire eighties and nineties of like <laughs> let's have grim dark stories, and nobody was mm-hmm. like, all right, we're gonna kill Jarvis. Like they've killed Aunt May more or less so many times. Well, never came for I guess Jarvis. Just, I guess they've just put Aunt May in the hospital. Yeah, she was going to die, and right. then one, one moment in time happened. Right. So I guess there's that. Mary Jane hasn't died. Okay. I think the worst that's happened to her is she's gotten her arm broken. As far <laughs> as like so physical bad. harm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, there's not many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, I guess side characters, because I it feels like a slap in the face to call Jarvis a side character. But well, yeah. support characters, I feel like, don't don't die as often as that's true. It's weirder to go through all of the plot contrivances of like bringing back a regular human 
versus like <laughs> some super person. You know? Right. right. Absolutely. <laughs> Cause like I don't think I don't think before Secret Empire, I think Secret Empire is the first time that uh Natasha Romanoff died. Oh. Yeah, I guess That's they've also recent. just gotten much more blase about even main character deaths, like superhero deaths in the last 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of used to be a, a like a big deal when a character died and they would probably right. be dead for at least eight, nine, ten years. And now it's like, okay, we've got a crossover coming up. Who's dying? <laughs> like, let's let's get a body count so that the fans know that this is serious. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So 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 strange. So Wong. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you could. I like these tangent conversations. So Wong's Wong goes to the bar with no doors to have a drink and uh he's trying to get it wrap his head around the blasphemy cartel got introduced to the blasphemy cartel last volume okay they seem they have like shield level tactics and weapons but they're all like magic based okay yeah and and they seem to be just like a bunch of thugs just being assholes but like try since strange is gone Excuse me. So Strange is gone, trying to wreak havoc among um, uh, among the magical world of Earth. Okay. Anyway, Wong's upset because, well, one because of you know he outlived Strange, but also he doesn't remember the Blasphemy Cartel, and he feels like he should, and he feels like there's a hole in his memory that he can't figure huh. out. Okay. So these are usually bad. Hmm. So he goes to the treehouse and visits Jean uh-huh. Grey. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Person you want to talk to when you have memory problems and mm-hmm. you feel like your memory has been messed with. Mm-hmm. So you want, he says they have, they have like very cordial back and yeah. forths talking about the state of 616 and it's just. Okay. Um, oh, I like that. Yeah. So Jean Grey is like, well, Wong is super cordial, and I love it. So thank you for yeah. to see me. Let me introduce my colleague, Bats, because Bats the dog is with him. Um, uh-huh. Allow me Aww. to offer my congratulations on the splendid accomplishments of your people as of late. And <laughs> Jean's just like, thank you. That's very kind of you. It was such a pleasure to meet Clea at the gala. We would love to host her on Krakoa again. And he's like, yeah, I don't <laughs> know how often that's going to happen because y'all created Mysterium and it's anti-magic and oh. it kind of it kind of bugs her <laughs> and Gene's like really? and he's like well I mean perhaps incense, not necessarily upset but maybe incense would be more accurate as a creature of magic and given Mysterium's anti-magic properties she regards it as an act of aggression on, on, on par with for example building and distributing sentinels or backing a currency with Terrigen Mist <laughs> Gene's <laughs> like, huh, that's unfortunate. Because if you remember, Terrigen, Terrigen yep. miss, miss for whatever poisonous reason, to, to, yeah. yeah. Even though, whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. So Gene's like, you know, so it was not intended as such. Please let her know that. But I believe your mind is what we were uh, 
we're here to talk about. He's like, yeah, I'll be in your debt. And she says, no, the X-Men remember the help given by Stephen Strange in protecting our people from Mpox. You owe me nothing. And that happened in Extraordinary X-Men number eight, in case anyone wants to go and read that. (laughs) So anyway, so she jumps in and sees that there's indeed a hole in uh, his memory uh, created by magic. And every time Jean tries to poke at that hole, a new trauma from his uh, oh. mind pokes back in into that hole. Be and careful, so, ye who poke at memory holes, lest the memory yeah. hole poke back at you. Yeah, so pokes at it and sees his father, and then he pokes at it again, sees different demons and storylines from the past. And then uh, she's uh, Jean's like, Wong, like we're getting there, but the, whoa, earthquake. No. Oh. Nice. Interesting. Anyway, <laughs> Jean's like, Wong, we're, we're getting there. It's still going. We're getting there, but uh, this is really going to hurt, this trauma. And he and Wong's like, I know what's going to happen. Like, just, just show it to me. Um, and it's the scene of Steven with the blade sticking out of his chest. Anyway, finally breaks through, finds out, and turns out that... The memory was of Pandora, director Pandora Peters. She is the director of the director of Wand. Is this another acronym organization? Uh huh. Okay. Uh, Sword Shield Wand. Part of Shield. Part of Shield. Oh, um, part of Shield. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Dealing with magic, guys. It doesn't even yeah. stand for a sentence, by the way. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. At it's this point, fuck it. It's literally, there's no commas, but it's just wizardry, alchemy, necromancy department. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I accept it. Sure. So, so Wong. If you so had to Wong, backronym something that mm-hmm. at least has three, you know, good words to use and then it, it, it it's a hell of a lot less clunky than shield any acronym of shield <laughs> yeah yeah any of the like 10 yeah and that's strictly because there was no notes taken in the 60s 70s and 80s <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway so wong is like yo Pandora Peters, why the hell is the Blasphemy Cartel using wand equipment and tactics? And she's like, bro, so after the Soviet Union fell, the KGB became gangsters. Same thing happened when S.H.I.E.L.D. fell. The Blasphemy Cartel is wand and they want me dead too. So I was like, oh, okay. Anyway, on the other side of all this, if you'll remember there was this like Grim Reaper character who is the Harvest Man, and he is Death's Sorcerer Supreme. Okay. And he just has a giant fucking scythe. Cool. Anyway, Everybody has uh, a freaking Sorcerer Supreme these days. Mm-hmm. We found out at the end of the first volume that it's Stephen Strange. Right, um, right, right. And it's like, okay, well, that's the thing. And the Blasphemy Cartel has been going around collect throwing souls into dead bodies and reanimating them which is pissing off death because it's throwing off the balance of the souls that she's supposed to have so that's why she's sent the harvestman to go and deal with this 
<laughs> but for a throwback, the the enemies have been getting more and more iconic. Okay. And they reanimated Goliath, who died in Civil oh. War. Yeah, yeah. Bill uh, Foster. And spe- yeah. And specifically, when he died, they couldn't shrink his body back down. And so it's a giant right. Goliath. Anyway, so Harvestman is dealing with that. And then Clea shows up and and Clea's like, Stephen, please. And he's like, no, I can't. And then they can't touch each other because Harvestman is like the Sorcerer Supreme of Death and has all of this death energy. Clea is the Sorcerer Supreme of the Light and has all this life energy. And so if they touch, the energies could explode and go out of whack. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my gosh. Anyway, not whatever. It's just a fact that they can't touch. So turns out Harvestman made made a deal with death that if he can go and find the balance again with this stuff that the blasphemy cartel is doing, she will let him go back to life. Okay. And so Clea's like, I'll do whatever I can to have you. Let's deal with this. And so it's okay. Blasphemy Cartel is headed up by this guy, Noel or something like not Noel K N U L O, but like I don't exactly remember. But it's a guy who basically erased his existence from, like, I'm, I don't know how you erase your existence but still live. Is the main point here. But anyway, mm. um, so yeah, that's he's just like, mm, that's uh, but like, so he's just like, he's a blank, a space. white, blank white space on the comics page. I mean, that's mm-hmm. cool conceptually. It's conceptually cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but basically, he had to do that in order to pay the toll to gain the knowledge of the revenant and this that and the other and the revenant is what they're using to revive all of these dead people i don't know magic stuff but it didn't it doesn't <laughs> sure. feel it doesn't feel consequential <laughs> but anyway the blasphemy cartel is losing because they had as shield uh when they were a task force for shield they had all these files on and tactics on how to deal with all these different named characters including like people like dr doom people like uh iliana sputin people like dr strange and how to continue their operations without being noticed by them (laughs) but now with clea being created as the with clea being the sorcerer supreme she's a wild card because they don't have files on people from the dark dimension okay and so she is single-handedly throwing off all of their plans. And they assault the Blasphemy Cartel, which is the, their home base is called the Emerald City. And so they release their final Revenant, the Revenant Prime, early uh, before they have full control over it, but to deal with Strange and Clea. And Revenant Prime turns out to be Bob Reynolds. Oh. Hey, Bob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a big, powerful boy. Agreed. And he's kicking their asses left and right. And they're like, Clea, strange. We, If we touch, the power could be catastrophic. 
it might be enough to stop De- Revenant Century, Revenant Prime. And so they kiss. They don't just touch. They kiss. Um, oh. And life and death forces antithetical to one another, coming into contact. Flame and ice, acid and stone. They tear and scream at each other, exploding and imploding at the same time, shattering and howling and burning and freezing all at once. Brought together, this output of raw metaphysical energy could wipe Emerald City from existence and all of us with it. And it will. But, but, but have I not spent the time the time since Stephen's death mastering opposing forces? Have I not brought the rival energies of Earth and Dark Dimension to heal as their sorcerers supreme? Anyway, so they turn into light and dark, and and because she's a dual sorcerer supreme, she merges the two of them into one supreme being who just refers to itself as strange. <laughs> Uh, which is based oh. basically a four-armed Doctor Strange eter- eternity. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's life, death, light, dark, woman, man, Faltine human, Clea Steven, which apparently implies that Faltine and humans are opposite from each other. But uh, non-existent man is like, What what are you? And he just says, Strange. And he has a giant scythe, the giant scythe, but it's bigger now because he's bigger. Of course. Um, and he one-shots Revenant Prime. And then using their supreme power, takes out all of the Emerald City, gets rid of Boston, whatever, and then they split after they've used all of their uh, cosmic existence. And then Harvestman goes like, uh, Light uh, light hits him and goes, ah! And then he gets brought back, and then um, some ravens show up, and it's death, and it's like... Yes, you do live. I do not renege on my bargains, Stephen Strange. The Revenant threat is ended. Your time as the Harvestman is complete. You have earned back your life. Use it well until we meet again, Doctor Strange. So, Strange, or Doc Stephen Strange has been revived yeah. with a slightly new look. Like, he's got, like, a younger face, but his yeah. hair is grayer. <laughs> yeah. And he's got like a well, almost didn't... a borderline Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang W on his chest. <laughs> that didn't take very long for him to really die and come back. It took all Especially of for such a big event of Death yeah. of Doctor Strange. They did a whole yeah, they did a whole event about it. There was magical ramifications across the entire planet on um across the universe, honestly. Yeah. And there there were like Every title that used any level of magic that referenced any level of magic had a ramification storyline. And then 10 issues of the next Sorcerer Supreme later, and we've got Stephen Strange back. Yeah. He has returned just in time for finals in Strange Academy. (laughs) But yeah, so that's everything I read. I'm excited for next week. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it wasn't bad. It wasn't amazing. I am kind of thankful that Strange is over mm. title. Didn't do it for you. No, didn't. Although the Death of Doctor Strange book was pretty fun. Having oh. like seven Sorcerer Supremes in one <laughs> event was just super uh-huh. cool. Yeah. all from like different dimensions and stuff so i want I, I feel like on the next doctor strange book it's going to be him figuring that shit out because they all like 
a bunch of them still have like footholds on earth. Um, uh-huh. These sorcerer Supremes from other dimensions. So I want, I wonder if he's going to go and like kick them out, evict them basically. Uh-huh. Also, this is kind of neither here nor there, especially because strange has trained Ileana in magic. Right. But like, I feel like one planet shouldn't have so many Sorcerer Supremes. Like, I get that they're the Sorcerer Supreme of other Earths, but it 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 feels like it's a it's a watered down version of having like multiple sets of the Infinity Gems, just like chilling on the same yeah. planet. No, totally agree. Like that's just, that's a lot of magical concentration on Earth. Yeah, totally agree. So Clea needs to leave. Ileana's been hanging <laughs> out for too long. She needs. To- <laughs> <laughs> the other like four that I don't remember from the uh, yeah. death of Doctor Strange he, event. Doctor Strange, like Doctor Strange, when he's Sorcerer Supreme, is so busy. He's got so <laughs> much Sorcerer Supreme shit to do, and every yeah. other Sorcerer Supreme is just Seems like just not. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, that is that is also a good observation. And again, I think it's. I think it's Earth bias because totally we don't have anyone from the Dark Dimension writing comic books about no Ileana and so on and so forth. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. I mean, about Clea, but yeah, I feel like there should be some sort of balance at some point. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm glad we agree. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's do let's 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 do you. Okay, well. Let's go. Let's start off with going back to the fill-in from last week. This is going to make so much more sense. Uh, so many other things make so much more sense too. Because remember how I was ranting last week about like secret identities how and how they don't do it in the MCU, <laughs> and mm-hmm. was ranting about what did you just say? How little sense they made the the oh stories. well that too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but okay so who is the character who like. Well, can I interest you in Captain America secret identity? You're making a face. Please verbalize your emotions for our podcast when, listeners. Wait, when was he? When was his? I feel like I guess I guess in the 40s, his identity was a secret. Yeah, I guess because they did so many replacements for him to pretend like right. Captain America never actually died. Right. Reestablish or continuing? I don't know. No, no, absolutely not. It, <laughs> I can interest you in how ridiculous the the premise is. <laughs> uh, continuing on into the year two thousand, he has a secret identity. He's his. He has this girlfriend named Connie. Who there's this weird interlude from Nick Fury in Kazakhstan, implying that she's a terrorist, but she's just like. Seems like a normal reporter, and she's like, you know, all this alien stuff is going on, and he's like, oh, it. he sees her in distress, and is like, oh, she's coming to my house. I've got to, I've got to pretend to just be normal Steve Rogers and put on a bathrobe, and is he's like, yeah, come in, hang out. It's it's all cool. I'm gonna, I have to take a phone call real quick, and then like takes off the bathrobe, and he's still in his Captain America uniform, and runs out to punch aliens. It's fucking ridiculous, and and she the whole the whole time phone call. 
he, she's like, you'll never guess who I ran into out on the street. It was Captain America. And, uh, but yeah, his voice was so hoarse. He was trying to <laughs> sound like he had a cold or something. Cause he was like trying to describe it for uh, hide his voice. It's, it's so dumb. Yeah. Anyway, he's out punching aliens. He gets back up from this mustachio dude with a shotgun that he says is a dimensional oscillator. And this, this dude seems to know a lot about what's going on. He says he has a bigger oscillator that can get rid of all the aliens, but he needs sh- cap shield because it's unique, you know, metal composite just happens to be perfect for relaying the energies of the of the oscillator through so he's like all right yeah i want to save the world so let's do it and takes him to the statue of liberty which is you know the the oscillator is is installed right at the tip of the torch of course and Ah. uh, and this mustache dude is like, ha! I am not a normal mustache human. I am Mercurio, the fourth dimensional man. And I am trying to escape, you know, I'm one of the prisoners and I'm trying right, to the escape from the Earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. And this is, you know, this is what I'm actually using dimensional oscillator thing for. But it's going to blow up the Statue of Liberty. And Cap's like, nobody blows up the Statue of Liberty while I'm around. This is actually a quote. He, you know, beats him and then like dramatic Patriot shot with impossible perspective where you have both a close up on Steve Rogers and like the the face of the Statue of Liberty in like perfect detail. Oh, wow. Like right over his shoulder. And he's, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, after he's beaten Mercurio and he says, direct quote. Nobody destroys the Statue of Liberty while I'm around. Always and forever. Always and forever. End of issue. Yeah. End of issue. Okay. So I guess in this alternate reality, statue wasn't destroyed. It was just mostly underwater. So he was okay with that. And then after he got killed, (laughs) you know, they could, in this Namor book, they could do whatever they want. All right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Captain Marvel 12. And this is this is Genus Vell Captain Marvel. This is not Carol Danvers. Right. This is not Marvel, etc. Genus Vell. Uh, and it's written by Peter David. So just it's useful context for understanding the tone of what's going on. In this series, uh, Rick Jones and his wife Marlo own a comic shop, and they're debating having Genus do a signing. Genus and Rick are quantum entangled with the bands like Rick used to be with Marvel. So they switch space places whenever they do the thing. <laughs> and Rick is jealous that Marlo's just uh, that that uh Genus is just gonna hit on hit on Marlo while he's not around and it's gonna be a bad time. Uh but they end up doing it anyway and some aliens come and attack Zenrog and Unarog. And there's also a random little scene of Drax and Bug in the microverse hanging out together as a throw forward to their both their placement on the original Guardians team. Like okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Incredible Hulk number 21. Joe Fixit goes to this hacker named Hack. 
asking for <laughs> okay. information on something completely unrelated. Hack says, first, you got to do a job for me. Get this alien hybrid out of a military base. This is not related to to the plot of uh, <laughs> of maximum security. security. It just there happens to be an alien. And so once uh, Hulk Joe Fixit is down there, he's caught between two feuding alien species groups who are also looking for the hybrid. One of them kind of looks like the the Blues Brothers, which is entertaining. And <laughs> he recovers the hybrid, and it turns out to be hybridized between an alien and corn, like like the band, like no, like 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 the food, corn, like popcorn. Okay, yeah, like like yeah, yeah, yeah. An ear of corn. Yeah, like an ear of corn. Okay. And and Joe Fixit thinks thinks that this is the funniest fucking thing he's ever seen. It's just like and it, it's just an ear of corn that like is weird colors and glows a little bit. Okay. I like Joe Fixit. Peter Parker, Spider-Man, issue 24. Different alien hybrid. This one's with Peter. Okay. And he has to go fight. Why are you it. reading these non-mutant titles? Because they were in my pack. As as oh. tie-ins to maximum security. Oh, these are okay. Yeah. So they yeah. are tie-in to maximum security, but like nominally, they have the but... graphic on the cover, <laughs> but they have nothing to do with the title. There just happens right. to be an alien hanging around, right? It's, so hey, like this is also happening at the same time. Type. Yeah, and there's an alien, so it's it's crossover. It's related. So clearly, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> have you heard of the type uh, the villain named Typeface? The Spider-Man villain? Are you familiar yeah. with him at all? Yeah, but only because he had a cameo in Across the Spider-Verse. Okay, do you know his story? I don't know his actual story, no. <laughs> he's a Vietnam veteran. He, he's in this He's in this issue. He's a Vietnam veteran who, you know, like, has PTSD, was only able to get a job as a sign maker, and then Photoshop came out, and destroyed <laughs> uh, jobs for sign makers. And so he became a villain and he just has random like letters all over his face. And that's why he's typeface. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> so Spider-Man is trying to fight this alien hybrid while also stopping typeface on a completely stupid plan while also trying to get to a photography a show of his own photography you know that's about to open and so he enlists he, he's like typeface you're really just a misunderstood guy let's team up and he's like okay and so they do that's really the whole thing cool did i talk about the thunderbolts issue at all yeah i don't think i did yeah uh with um okay yeah because this is uh hawkeye's uh, Thunderbolt. It's Hawkeye's Thunderbolt. So uh, the whole thing with Moonstone on the moon confronting the Supreme Intelligence. I don't think I did. Damn. Okay. Yeah. I no, I just I just mentioned that that it's part of the crossover. It's Hawkeye's right. Thunderbolts. <laughs> you yeah, remembered a hundred percent of what I said about the issue already. So thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> so Moonstone. <laughs> yeah. Carlos so. The team recently had a member named Jolt, but he's dead. The whole team's on edge. Moonstone, Carlos Ophin, goes off to the moon and confronts uh, the Supreme Intelligence and 
there's a Cree sort of like aspect of her powers that starts taking her over the moonstone that gave her her name and her powers actual mm-hmm. stone has some sort of Cree origin and is like host to a dead Cree warrior who was its first like who first utilized its powers like the okay. spirit is taking her over but she is able to fight it off and she rejoins the team and then genus bell shows up and they're like oh hey genus guess it's time to join the crossover okay. so yeah that's one two three four that's five issues that i skipped oh okay yeah, yeah. uh I thought the Moonstone Thunderbolts. No, 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 no. no. That would be ridiculous. I was like, damn, really? It's a really long conversation with the Supreme Intelligence. (laughs) Uh, As you can tell, it had absolutely nothing to do with the... None of these five issues had anything to do with the plot of the crossover. All right. What is Maximum Security without typeface? That's right. That's right. So Gambit 20, the this this arc on Gambit starts with a recap issue. So I may as well just go through and recap because this is the end of the whole title anyway. It's like mm-hmm. the, the keystone to the whole arc. So let's just do it. It's all kind of like coming together. Uh, so in this issue, Remy and Font- Fontanelle, if you remember her, she's the dream therapist who can psychically mm. visit people in their dreams and has been kind of like doing intel for... She was hired by New Sun to who is like that alternate Remy who's been the big bad of the whole title. Mm-hmm. Hired by New Sun to profile Remy based on other people's dreams. They also say like she says stuff like, you know, I I I have this straightforward job as a dream therapist to fund my alternate lifestyle. And it's it's just sex dungeons. They just have like, you know views of sex dungeons uh yeah lots and lots of bondage i mean come on it's an x-men book i mean she's not part of the hellfire club (laughs) right she wasn't a (laughs) she wasn't even a claremont character this is fabian nicieza (laughs) wow at least good for her at least they're actually talking about you know the fact that this is blatantly part of x-men stuff rather than just right subtext that oh everyone happens to be in form-fitting black leather all the time interesting cool so christian yeah (laughs) so mutant christian gray right for a second i thought you were talking about christian frost no so so for the record i only know christian gray's name from 50 shades of gray because i just had a text conversation two days ago uh, okay. about a guy whose tastes are uh, relatively Christian Less than vanilla? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or um, more than vanilla, I should say. Much more than vanilla. Beyond vanilla. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I would have just said Fifty Shades of Mutant. But um, <laughs> I actually know the character's name, so I used uh-huh. it. <laughs> Good job. It's, it's my fault. That I immediately thought Christian Frost. That's on me. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you keep right. this comic book related? <laughs> no. <laughs> How dare I try and insert, you know, just unrelated comic book trivia rather than understand a pop culture reference? Yeah. Gosh. I'm so disappointed. Uh- <laughs> 
So doing the recap thing after the X-Men left him on Antarctica, when they found out that he had been the person who gathered the Marauders for the mutant massacre, right? They left him on Antarctica. Remy was rescued and hired by the new son to do random jobs, thieving new son had this giant plan. He was like, earth is soon going to be in uninhabitable. So I'm going to create a new earth. I'm going to move everyone to it. And each mission that Remy has taken in the early parts of this whole title turns out ties back to that plan in some way. He's, you know, stolen some sort of component. And then, whoops, Heroes Reborn happened. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Doom moved Counter Earth from the pocket real from Franklin's pocket reality to 616 in Earth orbit around this, you know opposite orbit around the sun basically and now new sun can't do counter counter earth that's ridiculous so <laughs> well if we shift counter earth another, yeah, triad another here. 60 degrees or another 90 <laughs> another 60 degrees then we can put them each at 120 uh-huh. around our orbit and maybe yeah. not fuck with each other. Right. Did they does counter earth uh, have its own moon? It must. Counter moon? Counter moon. <laughs> it's a great oh, there's question. There's also a Dyson sphere on the other side of the earth. Or a, sure. a half Dyson sphere. Yeah. For the Orcus forge. Mm-hmm. You know what? We're just <laughs> Mother Forge. I think Counter Earth is gone by now, right? It it can't it can't right. It's it's gotta it's got, should look it up on the wiki. I'm not going like to. Should. Yeah. All right. Along the way, he ran into this guy, uh, this mutant named Quiet Bill, who can sort of like travel between alternate realities by peeking through them, like a little making a little hole, basically. And so New Sun was like, you know what? Rather than doing this counter Earth thing, let's try another dimension instead. And Fontanelle kind of gives the recap of all of the dream profiles that she did from people close to Remy and what they actually think about him. And the summary of it is everybody respects you, but you like Iceman. He thinks that you are like putting on this face of being super cool, but you're deeply unhappy and he pities you. Beast thinks that you are trying to like put on this facade of being this like brash bad boy, whatever, but you have a a deeply morally intelligent interior that you don't let through. You know, Rogue is just endlessly conflicted about you, obviously, but you know frenzy saber tooth the, the bottom line is everybody respects the hell out of you but you gambit so get with that which i think is an interesting little character bit so anyway uh continuing on with the recap if you remember he did this time travel thing back to the 1890s met mr sinister and mm-hmm. had the the reason that gambit did the whole job for Sinister to gather the Marauders and lead them into the Morlock tunnels in the first place is because his powers were going out of control. And so he had Sinister basically perform a lobotomy on, or like cut out a part of his brain, not the frontal lobe. So not a lobotomy, but cut out a part of his brain 
that would kind of power him down into the gambit powers that we all traditionally know. Holds an object, charges it, it explodes. But with the expanded powers, he can basically charge anything without touching it, and it can be organic or inorganic material. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also use it on his own muscles. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, who knows? They were really going for some shit there. We're, we're going to go wild with potential applications for these powers, or New Sun is. Yeah, so he time-traveled back for whatever fucking... It, for a plot reason, and, and along with it, in order to get back to the present, he needed Sinister to reverse the surgery. Sinister of 1890 reversed the surgery. Uh, so now he has his his full powers again. And while in the 1890s, he also met a woman named Amanda Mueller, a.k.a. Black Womb, who was a character. If you remember that issue of, okay, part of X-Men Legacy, the both the Professor Xavier recovering his lost memories with Gambit helping out storyline. But also the the more recent, I think it's called X-Men Legacy series, where it's just like leftover plot stories that, you know, came out within the last couple of years that they just kind of like drew and published just to oh. get them out there. And uh, Sinister Legends. X-Men Legends. X-Men Legends, that's it. And Sinister created a clone of several characters, including a yeah. Mueller, and had yeah, them yeah, all yeah. have a conversation. Yeah, and she was Amanda, the one she, who like knew a lot. Yeah, yeah, she is one of the more interesting obscure side characters in okay. mutant in the mutant world. Amanda Miller, she goes by Black Womb, and she was in the 1890s. She was known as the Black Womb murderer, and she was essentially used as a birthing like breed whatever she gave birth to a lot of sinister's genetic experiments Um, oh wow yeah interesting yeah but she's incredibly long-lived and she survives to this day in fact she it turns out she is fontanelle's mother fontanelle is only around 50 years old but Mueller ages very slowly and she's disappeared, but Amanda's like, no, or, or Fontanelle's like, no, she's still around somewhere. So this random connection may, led Fontanelle to jump ship to Remy's side. And now she's been influencing people in their dreams to sort of help them out. So the next sort of like re- recap part is to be like, okay, well, what the hell is up with new son? They're like, he's a Remy LeBeau. Choose your cliche onto what that means. Is he a long lost twin? They they even say choose your cliche in the comic. They're like, <laughs> is he alternate reality? Is he time displaced? Is he a long lost twin? We don't know. But mm. he is he is another you, and his powers are basically what you're becoming. You know, he had his power. Uh, Remy had his powers restored, expanded by Sinister. But if you remember, he got the surgery in the first place because they were going out of control. They were on right. their way. And so New Sun is like a fully realized, like he's got a full blue energy body. He, you know. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 
he's like fully transcended flesh or whatever. Cool. Yeah. And he's been testing the extent of our Remy's powers recently and sort of pushing him further. There's also in the recap, something, something uh, Remy's adopted father, Jean-Luc Lebeau, previous head of the thieves guild believes in this prophecy of something called the old kingdom, which would come about after the thieves and assassins guild had been reunited. Well, due to the six month gap from the Claremont revolution, thieves and assassins guild have been reunited. Remy is at the head of that. He's also at the head of a, of an X-Men team. He brought that X-Men team to new sons hideout, busted it up trapped new sun between space and time but you know that's not gonna last and that kind of catches us up to present day so remy figures if the enemy is another remy then he has to get intel on himself he was abandoned at birth he doesn't know who his birth parents are so he's like why don't i start there goes to goes to the hospital to get his birth records deleted goes to it oh they're opening like this box of you know what's supposed to happen for like this old kingdom prophecy to come about you know we've already there's there's this box that the thieves that or assassins guild have been hanging on to for forever some document in there or item or something that will tell them what to what to do turns out that's empty too all of this has been destroyed by orders of Jean-Luc, Remy's adopted father. Meanwhile, Gambit goes to Courier, who is a shapeshifter who's been a side, you know, like a supporting character for this whole thing, this whole title. Has Courier morph into Professor X and go to a government office, hook up with Carl Denty, aka the executioner, not hook up, but like, you know, visit him and use that Carl Denty's, you know, recent kind of, uh, what's it called? Like turn, uh, turn of heart, change of heart mm. about face. Uh, he's not a villain anymore. He wants to be a good dude. He's been a good dude a lot in the, in the Gambit comic and not uh, still going by executioner. Of no, no, no. Well, actually a little bit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I know, right? Your, your name's really setting yourself up. <laughs> and But he was the partner with Fred Duncan, who was Xavier's buddy in the government. And so Courier shows up as Professor X and is like, hey, I want to see some government files. And Car- Carl Denty's like, of course, look at whatever you want. So he looks up all, the, uh, he looks up Black Womb and he gets files on this World War II era government genetics program run by a woman named Amanda Mueller. And he's like, that's crazy. So this is directly leading into the X-Men legacy story arc. Turns out Mystique is also there in the government office, also a shapeshifter, also infiltrating. Courier goes to get a drink of water, looks around, sees uh, he's like in the wheelchair and it's too high for him, looks around Nobody's looking, stands up to drink the water. Mystique's like, aha, I see. Oh my goodness. You are also a shapeshifter. 
So gets captured. Gambit has to go in to rescue Courier. Has a standoff with Mystique. Doesn't really lead anywhere, but fun dialogue. And yeah, next issue, Gambit 22. Uh, we've got a reference to a, a giant slug from the Hyborian Age, which I thought is... No. Yeah. <laughs> as, as resonant Conan uh, complainer. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, gonna make you live with that. Marvel. I could, I could have, I could have blown past that detail so easily. Just but an offhand comment. It stood out so to much do. to you. It, it stood, stood out. out. You're like Hyborian Hi- Hi- age. I was like, oh shit! I could make Mil- well. Will miserable with this. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Cool. So this member of the Neo. Remember the Neo from. From the Claremont Revolution, our episode with the Claremont run with Dr. Man. So this member of the Neo named Rax goes to assassinate Remy. And, you know, they fight. Remy survives the whole thing. He also survives uh, an attempted vote of no confidence by the Unified Guild. And the rest of the Neo show up and they're like, the Neo used to walk the old kingdom. You're okay with us. We won't kill you. Then... The new son, you know, so they're like, he's trapped between space and time, but that's not going to last. Yeah, of course. And uh, he land, he lands in Siberia, and Siberia. He lands on this this plaque. I don't know what it is or why it's in Siberia, but there's this like plaque or something that says like, "Here lies a new son," spelled S U N, not S O N. Yeah, like the Midnight nah, Sun, they change nah, the spelling, and Min- nah. and New Sun is like, oh yeah, that makes sense. They've been spelling it wrong this whole time. So he's in six one six now. Gambit twenty. Uh, next issue, Gambit number twenty three. This is the maximum security tie in issue. So we talked about about half of this issue last week. There's ego tentacles in New Orleans. Is they're blowing them up to to save the town. And then this alien shows up who was the original uh, wearer of the executioner armor. And it turns out that it can travel in time. And also there's data that will help with the, with the maximum security crossover in it. And so they go do a, a light time travel story arc and then Gambit comes back. Because why not? Because why not? We learned that the government has had the executioner armor all the way since world war ii and gambit's like well wait who was wearing it like a couple issues ago when all those assassins were trying to kill me and it turns out that it was new sun wearing it wearing that armor and also new sun is still wearing it right now he is just in the armor right there while they're doing their thing (laughs) next issue jump cut new sun via the homeless mutant who sees through dimensions quiet bill transports himself and remy to the earth that he's originally from so it turns out yes new sun is an alternate dimension alternate earth remy and he starts villain monologuing we learn that new sun has been going around killing remy's all around the multiverse because he because new sun destroyed his own world with his out of control powers like 
literally like he was a new his powers got so intense that he was a new sun on the earth burned away everything living all uh-huh. all life on earth destroyed uh, from his wow. out of control kinetic reaction powers okay and so he's been going around the multiverse killing other remis to prevent that from happening to other earths and this new son was born to his reality's black womb the old kingdom prophecy that we've been dealing with this whole time remy is supposed to be host for the king of that old kingdom which is like a spirit who enters his body and that in combination with his powers you know his new or his original powers is enough to set off the new sun chain reaction and and then new sun says i decided you know i have all that this energy i i usually use it to blow things up but why don't i apply it to time and that's how he's been doing he tried to do time travel yeah this is what i was saying about bonkers applications for remy's powers is like this is enough power <laughs> this is enough energy to do time travel duh okay remy's been going through a thing for several issues where it's like he's got these expanded mutant powers he's like i don't want these expanded mutant powers that's that's terrifying it's too much hassle i tried to do the you know the surgery to get rid of them in the first place and he's like head of the x-men and the unified thieves and assassins guild and he's like i don't want to be that that's too much power like that's too much social power it's too much responsibility like i'm not good at it i'm just gonna fuck it up everyone knows that i'm gonna fuck it up like i understand that i have a job to do right now but i've just i'm just trying to get rid of this as soon as i can meanwhile courier and fontanelle are working together they save quiet bill now they're gonna you know try and rescue remy but Villain monologuing is over. Now it is time for big climactic fight scene between Gambit and New Sun. Remy unlocks the full extent of his power finally, and it's a giant fucking Dragon Ball Z ass battle with like huge energy auras. You know, Gambit's is traditionally pink, New Sun's is blue blasts of energy and explosions and and just like things blowing up all over the place and eventually gambit's like you know new sun we're we're, we have the same amount of power but new sun has been is much more experienced with using it like on the face of it i'm not allowed to uh, i'm i'm not i'm outmatched here but what new sun doesn't know how to do is cheat like i do right because he's gambit you know, he's the thief, he's underhanded, they're, he's they're gambits. <laughs> but okay. Right. <laughs> well, because New Sun, it we learned like was he went straight, he never he was never raised by the he was never part of the Thieves Guild. He was never uh, like he went straight from Black Womb to the X-Men to Avenger. He killed Phoenix. And so he was kicked out of the X-Men. And so he went to do okay. super, other superhero things for a while. Never quite caught on. Latched on with, uh, eventually met Jean-Luc LeBeau, who was like, hey, there's this old kingdom thing you need to be a part of. And that's what set off his powers. So mm-hmm. he never, he doesn't have Gambit's upbringing as a thief. Gambit's like, I'm going to have to play dirty. I'm going to have to cheat in order to win this. And so he unloads all of his extra powers into new son who just kind of pops 
from you know too much energy which is the the standard way to kill a villain yeah. right and then he gets rescued by a courier fontenelle and quiet bill his powers return back to normal he kisses courier who has been trapped and despite being a a shapeshifter courier's like relaxed body like body that they would use if they aren't trying to shapeshift got switched from a man's body to a woman's body you know traditionally masculine body to a traditionally femme body over the course of this title and so remy kisses courier on the face because i guess because he and rogue are broken up the end oh i thought that was going to lead to Career figuring something out with their relaxed body or something. <laughs> no, uh, the gender politics of Courier are so fucking weird. So weird. It's like everyone's like, oh, I guess you're a woman now. And Courier's like, no, I'm am s- I? <laughs> I not, I, yeah, it, it like starts to question it actually, which is like genders huh. between your ears, not your legs. Like, you know, just because your body changed doesn't mean like who you are, your conception of yourself changed and is like really weird about it. And also suddenly has to deal with tons of sexual harassment from Gambit and everyone else. And it's just like, this sucks. I don't, <laughs> I don't want this. So this there's, there is a 25th issue has nothing uh-huh. to do and it's the last issue of the series. It has nothing to do with the rest of the series. This was so clearly planned to end at issue 25. And there's like a big plot hole here with like this whole Amanda Mueller, like black womb plot. They were clearly leading to something there. Like they were going to go find her, find some one more like thing that ties the whole thing together, like move the, the climactic battle you know, into the double-sized anniversary issue, into issue 25, rather than have that in issue 24. Unfortunately, crossovers happened, editorial things happened, Nicieza got pushed off the title. The whole thing was rushed. That's a bummer. We get Gambit 25, new creative team, written by Scott Lobdell. And it's a completely unrelated story. Kid Gambit stole from uh, the biggest businessman in New Orleans, got caught and now owes this guy a debt comes back as an adult or meets him again as an adult learns that this guy's daughter's heart has been stolen and like literally stolen. There's a little wooden door in her chest. You open it up, a glowing green light comes out. She's being kept alive by voodoo. There is no heart in there, but she's like in a coma. Oh yeah. At least there's that. Yeah. And so it turns out that the guy who did it is a serial thief and has ton, it, you know, just is abducting, abduct, abducting women, stealing their hearts, putting them in little jars. And then there's one big jar. Remy follows him back to his place. They fight. He throws a card, blows up the big jar and all of the heart, other hearts, regular hearts in jars teleport back to the, you know, their rightful magic chests. And and then Remy hooks up with the daughter. The end. What? Oh, Remy sleep. I mean, he's he's not. He and Rogue broke up, so he's just sleeping with her. Sure. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's a rebound. I get it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, I just stole your heart. You want to see? 
uh, X-Men 3. So now we move on to Dream's End. Like I said, four-issue crossover. And it is... Yeah, Senator Kelly's running for president again. So Mystique's going to try and assassinate him again. Remember how we said when when dr dr demand when when the claremont run was on this pod and we were saying like yeah it seems like his entire return to x-men is just him playing the hits uh uh-huh. you know it. like this is he's just he's literally doing days of future past again like mystique plots right. to assassinate senator kelly and so yeah mystique has a new brotherhood which is mystique toad blob Sabretooth, avalanche post she also has her hands on a humans only legacy virus. Like it only infects humans. It does not infect mutants. She first tests it out on this hellfire club yacht. And then the team splits up mystique toad and Sabretooth go to Muir Island again, for reasons I cannot understand. And blob avalanche and post and it turns out Martinique Mastermind go to kill Kelly, uh, try, try and assassinate Senator Kelly at his final, like the last speech before the election, essentially, because it's like days away. So Professor X, uh, the, uh, after uh, Maximum Security, Professor X and Bishop are back and all's cool. They're just like, cool. Yep, we're here. Professor X is like, I'm gathering intel and sending you on missions and Bishop's like, yeah, I'm, I'm on the team just seamlessly working their way back. They, they each get like a page of like reintroduction and then they're good to go. Also from maximum security rogues powers are going nuts because she absorbed that scroll. And so she's just yeah. randomly manifesting the powers of everyone she's ever absorbed, oh, wow. which is a lot just like <laughs> she's absorbed so many super people over the years. And so it's like, she's got claws. No, she has metal skin. No, she has eye blasts. Like it's just going crazy. And Wolverine tracks her down and teaches her how to meditate. And she's like, okay, I think I got a handle on this. But in her desperation, she instinctively reached out for her mother for comfort. And that's how she psychically found out that Mystique is on Muir Island and the X-Men are like, all right, we gotta, we gotta send a team out there. So they send rogue Wolverine and Bishop go while cable gambit beast and Colossus go to Boston to bodyguard Kelly. Basically they're just bodyguarding for him in general. Anyway, you know, they, they, they know, they know that he's a target. They've been down this road before. They've been down. The, they've done Days of Future Past. That whole Surprise. thing happened. Yeah, right. And and that's where this first issue of the crossover, uh, Uncanny 388, ends. Cable 87. We have this random flashback. Apparently, Cable just uh, saved little kid Rogue from a lynch mob when she first absorbed her high school sweetheart when her, when her powers first uh, activated. Redneck lynch mob was chasing her down and cable just came out of nowhere and busted up their truck and helped her escape. Okay. Yeah. What happens? Just like, you know, it's time travel. Time (laughs) travel. It's fucking time travel. Whatever. (laughs) There he was. 
he just happened to be in Mississippi for whatever reason and did a thing and then left. Blake Smith was like, go. Oh, he was still pro. No, there's no Blake Smith yet. It was Prosh or or Professor, his uh, his uh, his little computer AI thing. Anyway, there's a big fight at Kelly's speech, uh, starting with Blob and then everyone else, you know, starts showing up. And it's uh, Pyro, who is sick with the legacy virus and has been for quite a while. Now, just like fully on death's door, out of nowhere with his dying breath, burns the fuck out of the Brotherhood, saves Kelly's life right before he's going to get shot, and makes Kelly promise to stop the violence, again, with his dying breath. And Kelly's like, I will. All right, Pyro. Yeah. St. John Allardyce. St. John Allardyce. Let's go. I mean, this is the pyro that's on the Marauders in Kirkcola, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Big, big, big change of characterization after he was revived. He was. <laughs> right. But, like, I always thought he was just 100% bad. No, getting the legacy virus gave him a real really change. Really changed it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, he apparently he was always intended to be a queer character. And okay. Destiny and Mystique, I mean... It's it's interesting how we all these villains are queer coded together. They made this like community. Anyway, that's a pure tangent. Bishop I mean, number six. We don't do those here. What are you doing? <laughs> right? Come on. All right. Bishop number 16. This is the final issue of Bishop. Remember that kid Michael, uh, who who Bishop took from uh an apartment complex in the Bronx and left in the alternate timeline. Uh, of the entire rest of the first 14 issues of the Bishop title. <laughs> sort of. Not entirely. He's, he's, he's this little kid, like Bishop took this kid with him to this alt, this alternate Right, took him line. on, the, yeah, for whatever yeah. reason, the kid was in the background of, of that time travel yeah. excapade that he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And he just yeah, left yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even mentioned here. Doesn't even get a shout out. <laughs> he never says like, oh man, I really need to get back and save save Michael. Nope. Nah. Not okay. even worth a mention. So there's a big chaotic battle at Muir and everyone's trying to find, you know, the, the X-Men are trying to search down the Brotherhood members. And, you know, there's a cool like Bishop versus Sabretooth battle. Toad is just the the first time anybody sees Toad, he's just strung up. And they're like, Oh yeah, I guess I guess Wolverine was here. And and they're like, Well, where's Mystique? Where's Mystique? Where's Mystique? And where's Moira? Like Moira's still unaccounted for. So they find Moira crushed under some rubble. And she's like, Mystique, Mystique's new strain of the legacy virus, that the one that only affect infects mutants or only infects humans instead of mutants. That's that's the key to the cure that I've been missing this whole time. Get me the stabilizer that she's holding. And if I, 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 I understand how to cure the legacy virus now, but I'm like dying. Like I'm crushed under rubble. This is bad. Like this is really, really bad news. I'm not going to, uh, you know, without major intervention, I'm not going to survive this. Meanwhile, they find mystique rain is there. Cause she is Moira's daughter, essentially like her ward her adopted daughter rain finds mystique and mystique shoots her with the neutralizer gun the forges 
neutralizer. Oh, uh-huh. That has popped up recently on Krakoa, but was originally uh-huh. used, meant for Rogue, used on Storm. And yeah, so so Rain loses her powers, becomes oh. powerless. Yeah. And Mystique reveals that her plan is to kill all the humans, keep the mutants in line using the neutralizer, and then she will rule the world. Blah, ha, 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 ha. Rogue's like, I can't let you do this. Mystique's like, stab you in the gut, even though you're my daughter. And Rogue's like, but I'm invulnerable. And she's like, I know you better than anyone else. I, Of all the people, I would know how to get through that. And so then there's a big dramatic standoff with, you know, between Wolverine and Bishop on one side and Mystique holding rain hostage and holding the uh, the stabilizing agent that they all need to cure the legacy virus with the other rogue manifests wolverine's powers heals the stab wound claws out stabs mystique end of the standoff so last issue of the crossover x-men 108 they're like okay we need to get moira to the x-mansion immediately before she dies so that we can get this cure to the legacy virus and save the world it's gonna go you know it's it's starting to spread amongst the human population like it's gonna be a horrendous mass mass extinction event we gotta do this we gotta go save the world rogue's like well i absorbed cecilia reyes recently so and she does surgery so i'll do what i can surgery wise on moira you know just fly this plane as fast as you can without bumping it too much and that's just it's just not going to work they're too far away she's too far gone there's too much bad weather the plane's in too bad shape meanwhile they they abducted mystique in the middle of it and she's like you know unconscious tied down and wolverine slips away and he's like all right everybody's busy it's time for me to just straight up murder mystique in her sleep and then rain pops in and rain's like uh wolverine they need you for something and then she's like now it's my turn to murder Mystique in her sleep. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. No one ever Think actually so. does it, to my knowledge. It isn't shown on panel, so that's a bummer. And then back in the U.S., Colossus is questioning everything about everything, but eventually, you know, apologizes for questioning everything. It's like, I'm loyal to you, Xavier. I'm loyal to the dream, blah, 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 blah. Cable and Kelly have... Because uh, Cable has been sort of like part of uh, he was he was um, inserted embedded by the X Men onto Kelly's security t- detail from the very beginning of his campaign, so he's been you know there through thick and thin. And Kelly and Cable meet at Kelly's wife's grave, and Cable's like, "Yeah, my wife's dead too," and they're like. He's like, thanks for thanks for saving me all these times. You know, you can stop hiding who you are. I want to see your actual face. Turn off the image inducer. So he does. And they shake on it. And Kelly's like, I'm 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 gonna do better. It's time to tone down the anti-mutant rhetoric. Let's you know, we're work. I was already on this path anyway, but we got it. people just like know me as this anti-mutant guy. So I kind of have to work with what I had, but let's Let's do the job, forge our way towards peace. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, there, there's one bit of dialogue in there when Kelly's like, what are you, like, from the future or something? And, and Cable's like, I know it sounds ridiculous, but yes. 
And Kelly's like, no, dude, I've seen so much crazy shit from the future. That's <laughs> fine. I get it. Like, <laughs> this sure. is the least crazy thing I've dealt with today. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Moira, as she's dying, reaches out to Charles psychically. She's like, I can... I can use telepathy to to send what I know about this legacy virus cure in with you. Cable steps away because it's like, this is a really difficult telepathic transmission. So Phoenix is in on it or Gene is in on it. And she's she brings Beast in because his medical knowledge might come in handy for actually understanding this. Cable comes in to just help him out. And then they have to... They also have to intervene to pull him away before she passes, because as we know from Jean's sort of origin story, this is a tremendously like traumatic psychic experience to be in somebody's brain as they die. But, you know, they are a long lost love couple from long ago, obviously haven't been for quite some time, but still hold feelings for each other. He has to be pulled away. And Moira's quote unquote last words Last words before this apparent death to Xavier are, I love you till we meet again. I sent you this page before this pod because I know all all of this Moira shit in light of Krakoa era, House of X, Powers of Ten. You're just eating right up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she she said till we meet again. She. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy because. It's crazy that it all it's crazy this, that it works. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Completely because all of this is her 11th life or whatever. That's true. So, like because all of 616 hasn't been reset because she died kind of a thing. Right. 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 So this Moira is on her way to becoming fucking wear my husband's skin as a mask robot moira yeah i mean this that's the part where it all breaks down you have to right, like, right 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 i yeah. jumped i jumped a lot of good stuff to get to the really obnoxiously weird and, and not uncharacteristic <laughs> stuff but yeah like this is all the same moira is, yeah is really it's all the same moira mm-hmm. it's her the whole way it, that's wild and then kelly makes his speech announcing that he's not anti-mutant after all and we have to work for peace and because Cable stepped away to help with this psychic legacy virus thing, Kelly is murdered by anti-mutant bigots. And Ke- and Cable is not able to save him. And okay. that's the end of the crossover. So two big deaths, bang, bang, right there. Moira and Kelly. Sort of like yeah. the X-Men's biggest human side characters, both right. ally and and opponent, dying in the same Issue. Same issue. Yeah. Crazy. Is Graydon Creed already dead at this point? Have we yes. done that? Yeah. Also assassinated by no, I think it wasn't actually Mystique, but there was all of this like, was it really Mystique? Mm. Uh yeah, that shit was wild. It, it's 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 the same plot. Because <laughs> he was also running for president. <laughs> <laughs> On an anti-mutant platform. Oh, it was Mystique. A future Mystique killed him. Oh, well, if it's a future Mystique. (laughs) Right? Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, Oh, we might actually not know that yet. Shit. I think 
I think I'm actually going to learn that next time I read X-Men comics from oh, the year shit, 2000. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Right? Spoiler for a 2000 storyline. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so I looked it up and... I don't think Counter-Earth has exploded yet. It's still around. It's still fucking just hanging out there in orbit? Uh, Yeah. Well, because it's High Evolutionary's home. No, no. There are two Counter-Earths. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's Counter-Earth, High Evolutionary, and then there's Counter-Earth Heroes Reborn. I think, <laughs> I think it's still there, too, though. Gun Earth Heroes Reborn has no physical history up to this point. Yeah, known as Counter Earth 2. Jesus Christ. Origins Marvel fucking. Wow, it has such a long history. Holy crap. Dude, there's there's really, there's some shit in there that I'm actually curious about. Doctor Doom goes to the pocket dimension, takes over Earth there, and then moves it. Doom was the one who moved it to Earth orbit from the pocket dimension after taking it over. Yeah, there's some crazy stuff. This is there's a line somehow over the generations, Galactus was hailed as a religious icon among the moloids of Subterranea and the inhumans <laughs> of Adelan. Like this, it has a whole hit like it has yeah. a whole, it's got a World War II story after the war, Knights of the Atomic Round Table. Return of Captain America, Birth of the Fantastic Four, Birth of the Avengers, Atlantean War, Birth of Iron Man and Hulk, Threat of Galactus, Industrial Revolution, Fall of Hydra, Loki War, The Inhumans, Sons of the Serpent Conspiracy, Heroes Reunited, The Return Home, World Without Heroes, Doom's Conquest, Thunderbolts and Young Allies, Judgment Day. All of this in only 69 comic appearances. Oh my gosh. Oh, and there's even more. Two Thors, Bucky. Like, wow. Yeah. I think it's still around. <laughs> Categories are locations, Earth 616 locations, Jim Lee, Brandon Choi, Dimension F, Milky Way, Soul, 1996 location debuts, Heroes Are Born, 1996 event. Because the other counter, High Evolutionary Scanner Earth, one of its tags is destroyed locations. Oh, okay. So that one's gone. Yeah. But and that this one's from one, 1972. I guess, I guess this one's still around. Oh, man. And that one is and High 75 appearances. <laughs> yeah. So that's a thing. Anyway, while we're while we're going over that, I, I made a trivia question about Gambit. Uh-huh. Um, it was one of those like spot the spot the false. Okay. And so I said Gambit, whose birth name is Remy LeBeau. Incorrect. And I don't think I was gonna say so anyway. So because I knew that, but I also wanted to double check. And so on here, well, it says it says his name is Remy Etienne LeBeau, so whatever, but then it says yeah. identity secret for personal information. And I was like, uh-huh. wait a second. So I went over to Forge and his identity is listed as public but his name <laughs> is listed <laughs> his name is listed as everybody knows that forge is forge there's I no guess. secret here <laughs> yeah 
Forge's name is unrevealed. Current alias is Forge. It's his alias, not current. He's ne- he's never gone by anything else. Maker. That's a lot. Yeah, he's gone by Maker and Skitch. But, yeah, you know, whatever. Anyway, he hasn't died yet. Huh. Although, didn't he get eaten by the helmet? Oh, yeah. Monster. Yeah, I think so. So they haven't. Such wild shit. The Marvel database. Anyway, so next week? (laughs) Yeah, next week. uh, Next week. The last Destiny before... um, before Dark Web? Destiny of X. Yeah. So well, we've got a read... little more after Dark Web. Well, as far as Destiny is concerned. Yeah. 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 But yeah, the, this section of Destiny of X resumes on yeah. the Wikipedia wiki page. Yep. So you're going to read X Men 19, 20, 21. Thank you. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> we have Sabretooth and the Exiles 1 through 5, Wolverine yeah. 29, <sighs> Legion of X 7 and 8. Immortal X-Men number eight and X-Men Red number nine. Cool. I think those last two issues are going to be mind-blowing. I'm still Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then according to the Wikipedia, after that is when Dark Web launches. So we're going to read those six titles. So yeah, X-Men, Sabretooth, Wolverine, Legion, Immortal, Red. Excellent. Okay. And uh, so I guess with that, let's just put the outro music... Here. Okay. Oh, God. Far be it for me to try and predict what it's going to be.